Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Hunt Closet. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life on closet. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hello, Life Uncloseted family, and I want you to know that today we are going to heal all your trauma, your broady shame. We're going to teach you how to get into your sensual self, and we're going to make sure your relationships are perfect, 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 perfect. Okay, we're going to do our best to do that, but... I want you to focus on all of that is not possible unless, unless you have the most intimate relationship with one person, and that is yourself. And I'm not speaking from experience, but yet I am. I'm speaking from what I know to be true, having coached people, having worked through my own stuff. And then I found the lovely guest today, Juliet Carmon, who actually specializes in all that stuff that I just shared with you. She is a coach. She does amazing stuff with her courses and and she's mentored thousands of women through this process. And you may go, okay, but what about us guys? Well, guys, you need to open up to, this is the truth. The more intimate you are with yourself and understanding yourself, the better your relationships, the more sensual you can be, how you can heal yourself and your traumas and body shame. It's kind of ironic, Julia, because I just put a video up today about body shaming. So um, I'm excited to have you here, Helen, all the way from the lovely UK, Miss Juliet Caramon. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Rick, thank you so much for having me. I love that. <laughs> and actually, the funny thing is, although I started with women, now it's all genders. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I speak to a lot of men, a lot of men that find it difficult to be with women that are quite high power and, and like mm-hmm. powerful women. They're like, how do we deal with this? And then I've got people that are transitioning. They're going right. from, from woman to male, male to ma- female, you know, non-binary, a bit of everything, yep. right? And yeah. this is what I love what you're doing is like uncloseted, get out of there and just be yourself, right? Well, it, it, you do. And, and it, here's what's interesting. So as I was saying before we came on the air and my, my listeners kind of know I've been out for the last few weeks on a very lovely vacation. Um, there was actually a tantric workshop that happened on the cruise ship for four days while we we're we were in the middle of the Pacific Ocean for seven days. Literally, we went from Hawaii to Bora Bora and all you saw was water and so they're like well we got to have some programming yep it was so powerful first it was a pretty good attendance day one you know oh let's Mm -hmm. go get let's go figure this out well by day two there was a little bit of drop off right natural Mm -hmm. like hey this isn't for me by day three it was like wow everybody's kind of hanging with this but the overall essence of that whole thing the guy was amazing he's actually from um denmark what I noticed is especially what you talk about, like that intimate relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot get into this tantric state of being or seeing things beyond sex and sexuality without being really in touch with yourself. And so I'm really excited that we're having this conversation because it's kind of like really fresh in my mind coming off that whole experience. So what guided you into this space? I mean, obviously you love doing what you're doing. I can tell just by the way you talk, but what brought you to here? 
I do. I do love what I'm doing. I'm I'm a mom of four kids and I was pretty happily married until I wasn't <laughs> like we all are. Right. And there are just these little yep. things like it doesn't have to be anything massive. My ex-husband and I still co-parent our kids and the other young adults. We get along really well. We spend Christmases together with our new partner. So, so you know, we've we've done a really good uncoupling. But at one point it was like, mm, there's just something there, right? It was like, mm. I had, had, yeah. Then of course, overgiver, yeah, hello. hello. <laughs> anyone, any, anyone in a recovering overgiver? I mean, yeah. it's something that we have kind of been conditioned in. I went straight into another relationship, guy with three kids. So we mm. built this house together with seven children, seven different schools, seven different everything. And then my body just started giving up. So I spent mm -hmm. nine months out, in and out of hospital fainting. Wow. Um, so I went from a very vivacious, uh, like running businesses, being, yeah, being there for everyone to all of a sudden needing someone else to take care of me. Wow. And that was a real wake up call. And that was really what started me even more on my journey of personal development and helping others. And that's how I came across sacred centrality mm. and there was just something in my body i like kept seeing this i'm like okay I, i've just i just felt the pull i'm like okay i've got to go to this workshop and i just remember being at this first workshop and people asked me questions about me and i was like I don't know. I mean, how do you even ask these questions? I, my husband, my my other partner, my kids, no one asked me these questions. How 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 can you feel what I'm feeling? I was so taken aback by it that at first it was like a bit spooky. Like, are you yeah. in my mind? Are you in my body? What's happening here? And then I really started to realize that the more than that I got into that, that I'd been holding on to some pretty intense trauma. Mm. And I remember being in this one class in BDSM class in um, mm. in the States, in, in San Francisco. And I could just feel that my body was just about to pop. It was like a balloon. It was like expanding, expanding, expanding. And I was like, oh, something wants to go. So I was like, yeah, someone was flogging me. I'm like, okay, can you get the, the lady who actually holds the class? Can you get her and her assistant to do it? And then all of a sudden my body remembered and I was shaking and I was wailing and it's like like an animal right when you right. see an animal got scared it shakes and it shakes it off and it's gone this is what I was going through because I'd buried something for over 25 years I was like shaking 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 and I was like whoa and everything came flooding back and that's where it's like oh duplication so how to duplicate something is how you can move through things so that's got me on my journey of really helping women, couples, um, a lot of leaders, right? Leaders in, in, in their field, how to become more intimate with ourselves, how to recognize that we may have had some trauma on board, how to come through that, and then how to lead your most beautiful life. You just said something really interesting. I mean, all of it was interesting, but <laughs> when you said duplicate something is how you move through things, I find that very fascinating because it's a principle I kind of use in my own practice in a different way. When yeah. people come to me and they're like, well, how do I have this conversation with my spouse or my kids or whomever about coming out of the closet? I always say, well, have you had other difficult conversations? Mm -hmm. 
because it's just another difficult conversation. I realize the subject matter is different, right? I realize there's some new revealing of self, but we we have we live in a space where we reveal ourselves to people on a daily basis in many different ways. So why are we reinventing the real when we can duplicate what we've done in the past? Now, if it got completely fucked up, obviously, okay, let's duplicate, but let's try it a different way to do it. But I found that such a powerful space because part of getting into self is realizing we've been into ourselves at times throughout our life, but we may have not even thought about it. Like, okay, we did that. It's kind of like getting in the car. We all know when we get in a car exactly where the ignition is, where the, you know, we kind of know this stuff. Okay, yes, I realize the U.S. people get really screwed up when they go to London and go, I didn't know how to drive cars. But it, it's one of those things, right? And I love that principle because the more you can duplicate what you've already experienced in a way that helps you move through this until you finally go, okay, there, done, I've moved through. It's such a powerful way of being. So- but isn't it interesting, right? Because I love what you're saying there. And for me, I've always realized that I've done this. I'm afraid of heights. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I go jump out of a, uh, out of a out of an airplane, and I do parachuting, yep. paragliding, and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, yep. interesting. So you move through the fear. Yep. Then for me, I got had this experience, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to London. I'm going to find myself a dom. I'm going to mm-hmm. reenact that rape with five guys, but I'm going to yep. give it a different ending. So. And then, of course, afterwards, I studied much more psychology and all the the metaphysical processes and all this, all the toolkit that I have. And that's where I actually also realized, oh, I've already been doing this duplication. So any experience that we have, if we really peel it back, there's an image, there's Mm -hmm. a thought, there's a body sensation, and there's an emotion. Mm -hmm. And if we can break down every experience that we've had into those four elements, Mm -hmm and Mm -hmm. feel those for you know a few seconds it only takes up to 90 between 75 and 90 seconds to move through an emotion Mm -hmm. or through something and then something else comes up so it's really how can we get rid of all the energy that's keeping us stuck that's that's Mm -hmm. interfering with us being in our most infinite self in our highest power in our god in in our you know in our Usness in our beingness, our us-ness. absolutely, <laughs> right? So, and that is how you do it. That's that's one of my easy ways of doing it. So I love that you just gave that because that's a really simple tool set. So let's go yeah. through that again because I think some of the listeners will go, wait, wait, wait. So okay, what are the so four things? I tell, I tell my clients, I said, put your alarm clock on twice a day for ninety seconds. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath in. See where that lands in your body, because most of us are a bit discombobulated from our mm-hmm. body. Okay, so it's just like, what can you feel in your body? Is there any temperature? Is there expansion? Is there contraction? Um, just what's the texture like? First of all, feel that. Then, is there a thought? Is there an image? See the image. Think the thought, and then what's the emotion that comes up? Take a breath. Feel them fully. Then what comes up next? What arises? Again, is there an image, a thought, a body sensation, and an emotion? And that's how we can just peel away the layers of the monkey mind, the cobwebs of the mind, I call it. Yes. Well, and it's so powerful because when I'm working with a client who's like, okay, but you know, if I do this, I come out, then there's gonna this is gonna happen, there's gonna be a divorce, and the kids are gonna end it. And I'm like, okay. Doomsday. 
<laughs> let's stop for a minute. And I want you to go back through that list. But every time you say one thing, I'm going to have you do something. Okay, there's going to be a divorce. Okay, stop and take a breath. Mm -hmm. And what's next? Well, my kids are going to hate me. Stop. Take, take a, a breath. breath. Okay, I'm going to lose everything. Okay, stop. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. By the time I do it the third time, I'm like, so how do you feel right now? Do you feel charged like you were five minutes ago when you're going through that list? Or what are you feeling right now? It's such a powerful thing, Juliet, because Completely. just the pause. Mm -hmm. We the get so much. Yeah, it is the sacred <laughs> pause. That monkey mind bullshit that we do to ourselves is crazy. So I find it interesting that you brought this up because I'm going to go back to the cruise again. I did something I've never done before. Well, I did a lot of, well, yeah, I've never been to many of the islands we went to and everything, but I did something I've never done before. I'm a professional public speaker. Mm -hmm. I have never done stand-up comedy. And oh, were, you did one? I did one because they were doing a comedy workshop. So again, seven mm -hmm. days at sea, we got to feel the time. So there was a, there were some professional comedians on board and they did a comedy workshop. Mm -hmm. And before the trip, I said, I'm going to do this. But of course, as soon as it got closer, the monkey mind started, why are you going to do this? You're going to be stupid. Nobody's going to like it. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a guy who speaks on stages all the time, right? I know how to get a laugh on stage when I need it, but not like consistently. Monkey mind, monkey mind, monkey mind, monkey mind, right? But I went, I showed up. Now, of course, I had it out because guess what was happening? The comedy workshop was going to be at the same time that the tantric sessions that I wanted to go to was going to be, but they alternated them. But the final day for both was at the same time. So, oh, well, maybe I should just but do I the tantric to... and not do the, right? But I'm like, no, I'm going to push through. And then when they said, oh, you know, we know this is going to be a conflict. So you get to choose if you want to finish the tantric thing or you get to do comedy, you make that decision. It was such a powerful thing because I felt myself doing what you just talked through. I'm like, okay, breathe mm -hmm. through this, Rick. First of all, you do this all the time. So you're used to being on stage. So bonus point there. Yeah. What is the thought I'm having around this? I'm going to get embarrassed. I've been embarrassed before on stage. I'm not going to do well. I haven't done well on stage before. Okay. Well, what's this image you have of yourself up there? Like, I don't, I don't know. What am I going to wear? That was one of the biggest things. Like, what am I going to wear on stage? I'm like, bitch, just figure it out. You'll figure it out the <laughs> night before, right? You'll figure it out. But the thing I really clued on, on was the emotion. Because there was the emotion of excitement of going and pushing that self to that space. And then there was that emotion of, oh my gosh, what if I fail? Yeah. And it brought me back to my little kid. And yeah. many times I was on stage as a child. And I never had really screwed up, but it was always the same stuff. And this is where I feel like the trauma, the unsureness of who we are, all this comes back to life, whether you're going to a BDSM thing or you're going to do comedy. It's the same crap. Interestingly enough, there was a BDSM workshop on the ship too. And that was interesting because you could tell people were a little timid coming in and what are we going to do? Is it going to, and it was more just like, here's what it's all about. Here's how to feel into it. And my God, what a, it was a beautiful psychology. Like, what a, course, I'm cool going, what a cool cruise oh this is interesting here you know so uh well it's all gay lgbtq cruise so you know they they know perfect. how to like yeah yeah they had something yeah. for everybody so as you move mm -hmm. through this and you, you know you, you new partner three kids all this sort of stuff and you started to feel yourself awaken and suddenly you're like i found my path how do you keep this alive within yourself on a regular basis 
<laughs> I, I get a lot of work done myself as well. So I have coaches. I'm in masterminds. Mm -hmm. uh, I constantly learn new tools. Uh, my mm. Juliet box of jewels, I call it, is massive mm. these days. <laughs> and it just kind of like everything just merges in together. Um, because yeah, you, you use NLP and EFT and the this and the that and everything together and that energy work. And then all of a sudden the channeling happens. I'm like, okay, I didn't realize I could do Akashic Records and the Shaman and I help people right. pass over and I do all this kind of stuff now. And it's like, oh, I used to think that that was a bit woo. So I'm out of the woo closet. Mm -hmm. You know, I've mm -hmm. come out of that pretty recently where people are like, oh, you're actually a healer. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that word very much. So I never use yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like, yeah, out of like, my kids are like, mom, you're a little bit woo woo, but you know, mm -hmm. it's cool. We mm -hmm. love you anyway. So every day, it's every day. I, mm -hmm. I meditate, I journal from time to time, and it's not always the same practice. Mm -hmm. I do my sensuality practices. I'm an erotic blueprint coach, so I do stuff with my partner. We mm -hmm. check in together when my kids are here, when I see them. We actually do do check-ins together. I'm like, hey, what went well? You know, like like a little, what are we grateful for today? What went really well? What do you love about your sister? And we do communication games. Um, I've helped a lot of, you know, my, I have two girls as well, and that used to be quite overweight. And now we're like, you know, really beautiful and skinny and everything, but there still are some body issues. I was twice my size, so I felt like a beached whale. Yep. Yep. Um, and even if you're not, then you look at yourself and you're like, oh, the stretch marks and the this. Right, and the exactly. And exactly. Then, uh, now there's always something wrong. Mm -hmm. So I take my clients through it, but now I've made also, you know, a program around that scrumptious bodies and actually taking everyone through just a program to actually get in touch with your body again processes that take you back into loving yourself because we've all been taught that you know we can't love ourselves so much because that's just selfish right right it is selfish like, and it's interesting when we finally start to realize we can do these things that then it's like okay so now what's the next excuse you're going to make <laughs> because it's always there's always going to be something on the daily i mean literally the reason I actually decided to do the comedy thing was not because I'm like, let's do stand up comedy. I'm like, you know what? I haven't done any personal development work for my speaking in a bit. So this is, mm -hmm. hey, let's do it. You know, there were two good comics, you know, fairly well-known comics on the ship. I'm like, that would be fun. Right. Maybe I can bring something back. Right. And then once I got into it, I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm going, bitch, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. <laughs> you're going to go do this. I also started realizing I actually am kind of natural at it. So like, let's go. Right. And I was, you know, my, I have a British, I have a British coworker. He's on my team. And so of course he's like, I want to see the video. And of course his first response is, Oh, you're filthy. I'm like, yes, I am filthy. Like, but yes. <laughs> yes. But it was fun because I knew I could go there. And that was a side of myself that is in there, but I don't, I reveal it in certain ways, but to do it in front of 300 strangers, I'm like, that was pushing the envelope. But uh -huh. It's also because I've started to become really in touch with who I am internally. It's interesting. You're an erotic blueprint coach. I've actually done some of Miss Jaya's work myself. And it's such a freeing space to go, this isn't dirty. There's nothing okay. dirty about it. It's just you being you. And anybody who thinks it's dirty, they're the ones who need to go do the work, in my opinion. 
Like, but it's just like the love languages, right? What is your mm -hmm. love language? And I think yep. there's a big distinction in how you receive your love language and how you give. Absolutely. But then there's the same. What is your way into arousal, into pleasure? How do you receive it? How do you give it? That might be very different as well. And then all of a sudden, you find out that your partner is very different than you. And you wonder like, holy shit, no wonder we, we haven't been intimate mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. And these yeah. were the people that started coming to my, you know, to, to work with me, people that hadn't had sex in 25 years. And they're like, we love each other, but there's no intimacy. We're, you know, we talk about the kids, we talk about whatever, yeah, and we're kind of annoyed with each other. Mm -hmm. So I always take sex off the table. I'm like, no homework, no sex. You can't have any sex for six weeks. And that, of course, you know, when you tell people not to do something, then it's like, ooh, <laughs> it's enticing to do something. But really to, to get in touch back with ourselves and to communicate that to someone else and saying, hey, you know, I do body reveals of them. The body never lies. Like you have all these different kinds of touch and people are like, whoa, no, my mind is saying, no, I don't like that. But, you know, I'm seeing goose pimples on, on people's, uh, people's bodies, nipples are, are erect. I'm like, okay, that might be yeah. excitement. You might not find that pleasurable, but it's sensationful. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. <laughs> total difference, total difference. In fact, that was one of the interesting um, things in the tantric session on the ship was, you know, there was a lot of couples, you know, a lot of gay yeah. couples, but there were a lot of single people, not as many, but there, you know, and so when we were invited to the first like touching experience, it was basically put your arm out and have your partner just lightly stroke your forearm, right? Yeah. And then do it faster and then slow it back down. And, and that was like, wow, I'm feeling things, you know, I have, I mean, I love stroking my forearm when I'm really tired. I'll raise my arm over my head and I'll just stand <laughs> like, like just, because it just lulls me. It's like, okay, good. But the fear that came up is when they said, okay, now find a different partner and mm -hmm. go through that experience because suddenly all the bullshit we've been given as societal stuff, like, I shouldn't touch somebody else like that. You know, that, I could see a lot of people like suddenly like, oh, no, I'm supposed to only do this sort of stuff with my partner. And it was just yeah. really beautiful to see people like, I'm going to say, release and succumb to, okay, I'm going to take this little, and this was just a little bit of the journey. Time Unfortunately, bit, I didn't yeah. get to experience the last session because I was too busy being Mr. Comedy on stage preparing through the dress rehearsal. But I did get done with dress rehearsal and I walked back into the room where they were doing the last session. And I decided not to go in because they were they had people laying down and they had some people blindfolded and they were just doing touch and you know nothing quote erotic so to speak. I thought I'm not going to interrupt this beautiful spot by mm. waltzing in and going okay I want to join. <laughs> that and that's not so beautiful, cool. right? So that's right. just you yeah, really but felt it was the so energy. really cool to stand. So it was a one of the big actually bars on the ship. It was a small ship, so it was a huge mm -hmm. bar. beautiful setting. But there was glass doorways looking in, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be a bit of a voyeur. voyeur. I was a voyeur. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and actually, to watch my husband having that done to him and then doing it with others, I, even just talking about it, I'm getting all tingly right now. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I'm letting him, letting, I shouldn't say letting, but I'm, I'm giving him that moment to be in his way with how he needs to be without me being yeah. part of the equation and i even finally just walked away i'm like ah. and then i'm like okay i really want a cocktail 
So I'm like, I could see the door. Everybody's getting up. I'm like, okay, I can go sit at the bar and still observe from afar. But it was a beautiful space to like allow it to be part of the experience. But I didn't have to be part of the experience. And I wish more people would allow themselves to do that sort of stuff. This is so beautiful, right? When when you come out of things have to look a certain way. I'm with a husband or I'm with a wife or mm-hmm. whatever your partner is. And we are, you know, we're, we're not open, we're only together. But then does that mean that they can't have experiences like this? It's all about how can you bring that back into your relationship? And at one point I was, I was open and my, I had, different lovers and they weren't they were all monogamous to me and I was open and I was very open about that you know I had about five lovers and it was great um different cities different places really learned a lot about communication and about jealousy and about being with people and about actually sharing and giving a frame about what happened at what point so that they could then feel in their bodies and they're like whoa, that's a massive turn on. I can feel what you went through. That's really cool. But all of this, like coming out of the closet of, yeah, I was married to a Muslim. My kids are Muslim. I used to walk around with a t-shirt saying, yeah, the pussy knows, orgasm expert. And they're like, mommy, you're just a little bit tone deaf, a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit too much. So it's like, okay, I hear you. I get it too, but it, it is one of those things where I, I always worry about it being, you know, kind of out there in the public space, you know, two podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can hide. Yeah. But I also try to be very cognizant of where I can go with things about family and husband, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also, I'm not going to hide stuff. You know, I openly mm-hmm. talk about, you know, the openness of our relationship, but it's not like, okay, so who's next? <laughs> who's going to be waiting for me at the door when I'm done? You know, it's not that. It's Completely. like, you know, there, there's a reality because I like to speak to it. But I also say, and don't knock somebody who wants to be monogamous. This was a big thing in some of the conversations and oh. the tantric stuff. Because people are like, oh, monogamy versus open. And, and, you know, anytime you get in any kind of a world where these conversations can take place, it's very powerful because you can see mm-hmm. where people's fears are and where people are curious. And I find those conversations absolutely amazing because what it shows is where you may still not be in touch with yourself. This is it, right? Where do you have charge? Where do you Mm -hmm. still hold some energy that is getting blocked either to be pulled towards one way and then to Mm -hmm. repel from the other side, right? And that's where we can do the energy work or we can do the clearing Mm -hmm. or we can use all the beautiful tools that we have. And then when people get to that place of union, of place of oneness, of place of choice, it's like, oh, I get to do this or that, mm-hmm. whatever. What do I feel like today? <laughs> exactly. Tony, I did a little bit of work with Tony Robbins um, mm-hmm. getting trained as one of his coaches for a hot minute. Yep. That wasn't for me. And um, But one of the things that I took away from it was the choice. And I love what he says. Okay. He says, either you have this or this. Most people think that's a choice. That's really not choice. When you add the third piece to the puzzle, now you have choice because it isn't just black or white. When you move into the gray, now you have choice. And actually, when you add something else, you really have choice. There's always more than one or two options. There's lots of ways to make this work. And as I have worked with my clients similar to you, 
what I have found is when they get in that black and white thinking, well, it's either this is going to happen or this is going to happen. It's a huge block mm-hmm. because they're not giving themselves the ability to go deeper. And again, I think this is where societal upbringings and everything like, well, you can either do this or this. It's either go to this college or this college. It's either get this degree or that degree. It's find yeah. this person and marry them. And, and, and the more we free ourselves to come out of those closets and really dive deep into that sensual space of self. And I know some people are going to go, don't say stuff like that. That's selfish. I don't think sensual space of self is selfish whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful invitation to like, who am I truly? And, and that's it, right? And, and a lot of people, happens. little people are like, <gasps> pleasure, sensuality, oh my God. But what if we just look at pleasure, anything that gives you joy, that I mm-hmm. call them my bundles of joy. That means mm-hmm. sometimes lighting a candle, mm-hmm. taking a bath, being out in the sunshine, you know, touching my hand, exactly. eating a fig and actually really smelling it and then just smelling that tasting that velvet and smooth mm-hmm. feeling it really just slowing the fuck down so that you yep. can actually experience it life is an experience all right this is why I've, I've created something in my brand called scrumptious experiences which is basically a vip day with me or it's it's a longer term uh pack um coaching package because life is an experience we get to experience all of it and it's just it becomes you know my i started a podcast called the scrumptious woman because i use the word scrumptious a lot instead of orgasm or chi or pleasure because you know i got censored from so many places because of using that i'm like listen i'm just gonna call it scrumptious and plus i love the word um and it's really how can we be in the totality of life that we can feel everything without putting it under the carpet. And that when we live in this dualistic life, we have like great pleasure and really beautiful things that happen and then massive sad stuff that's happening. I mean, look at what's happening in the world now, right? But once you can let go of that charge, that energetic interference, you can hold both. And then there's a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh option. All of a sudden, then it's not just one or the other anymore. So many more possibilities rise up and then you start becoming aware of them. I wonder what would happen if more people would, and a a friend of mine by the name of Chris Brogan, he's a media kind of expert guy, he's been around since mid 2000s known in media marketing world is just he's one of those gurus of like hey here's how you do social here's all you know how you find your brand all this sort of stuff every year he picks his three words for the year and when you brought up scrumptious i'm like what if you found a word that really delights you and as you were describing that i know i keep bringing up this cruise but it's so fresh in my mind one of the most scrumptious moments that i had on that entire experience so for the listeners, it was, we went from Honolulu to the big island of Hawaii, Kauai, seven days at sea, then Bora Bora, um, Taha, Morea, and Tahiti. So we we saw, a, like, it was nice. like three different vacations all together. Beautiful. And here we are on an excursion, standing up on a mountainside, having just got off a Jeep, looking over beautiful Morea Bay. And one of the tour guys is sitting there. He has just plucked a fresh coconut off a tree, broke it open, and is grating it. 
and he had picked two fresh mango two or three fresh mangoes and and um fresh little bananas they have like three different varieties of bananas and this was our mid-excursion break and i thought when do you ever get this beautiful experience of fresh off of literally jungle trees having somebody be of service to you in this way and standing eating delicious scrumptious fruit overlooking one of the most beautiful places on the planet it's one of those moments where you just go i am really fucking blessed and i don't think enough people find those words and and use those words to realize yes life can be shitty they're going to say it is right now what's happening in the world with you know what's happening in israel and palestine and what's happening in the ukraine and craziness all over the planet i mean i live in the united states i'm not even going to go there but it's just it's insane but yet when we go what's the most beautiful thing two days ago i'm sitting here in my office been home just a few days there was a fire that started up on the hillsides above the lovely little town that i live in and i all i could think about is this is really a little bit concerning but i could see what was happening and how it was being taken care of and i'm so blessed that I live someplace where this can get taken care of quickly. Completely. And sometimes just dialing into something like a word like scrumptious or blessed, any of those things can be the difference in, oh my gosh, I'm coming out and it's going to be the worst thing possible. But what's scrumptious about that? Scrumptious part of that is you're going to be truly yourself when you go beyond that closet. And that's it, right? Where can we just tap into that little energetic twist where it's like okay we don't see everything at doom and gloom but it's like ah what is the what's the gold in it we all have such gold nuggets in every Mm -hmm. moment in life and then we're just like like i was terrified my my son was in lebanon lebanon's getting bombed he was in hospital i finally got him out on a flight to dubai today but it's like yeah my my little mother heart was like oh my god oh my god what's gonna happen to and it's like and it took all my tools to constantly like hey Mm -hmm come back, come back to, is he okay now? Is it okay this moment? And is it okay this moment? Well, I think what you're beautifully demonstrating, Julia, of all the stuff you've shared, there's just multiple golden nuggets here. Uh, Juliet's scrumptious jewel box, as you said, um, (laughs) is that we do this day in and day out. I'm not going to say like, oh, look, we're perfect. Because guess what, folks? We we can talk about this, but man, I can tell you the next thing, like... Right before we got on to record, okay, so I come home from the trip, had a huge medical bill. I'm like, great. I wasn't expecting that. Yesterday, I get in my car and the engine lights are on. I'm like, okay, lovely. So I just spent all this lovely money and, you know, but as soon as I got the call from the car dealer, I'm like, okay, wow, I don't need this negative energy right before I'm getting on this call. I'm like, what? What if it's not? And it wasn't. That little bit of pause in my mind, like, but what if it's not? And if it is, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out and i love that you're sharing the truth of who you are in so many beautiful ways and you're letting people see like yes we have wisdom and toolboxes i love the jewel box i may steal that <laughs> ricky's little <laughs> box of jewels uh go for it <laughs> but um uh, i think that's some of the things that's probably one of the tools that you have in your own mind is here's my little box of jewels these are mm-hmm. my little box of jewels i get to pull from and help myself through this so yeah, so before we wrap it all clients. up, well, exactly. I want to talk about what, you know, some of the programs you are, I know you've dropped a few ideas of what you do, but I want you to share what you do, you know, some offerings you have for clients, because I can't coach everybody. I wish I could, but I, I can't, nor would I really want to coach the whole fucking world. But 
That is correct, right? Oh my God. No, I do. So I do a lot of programs. If you go on my website, feelfullyyou.com, there are a lot of programs there. I would say probably the program to start with, to do in your own time, is a program called Feel. And I'm going to be really generous here. So you go www.feelfullyyou.com forward slash, slash feel. And then if you, um, put in the code FEEL in capitals, F-E-E-L, um, you'll get 100% off. And then this is actually just taking you through a course in 15 days, 10 minutes to 12 minutes every day. How can you get in touch with your body? I'm very much somatic based, but I'll take you through the image, thought, body sensation, emotion every day so that you can actually really experience what it's like to feel. Mm. The thing that I love most now, what I'm doing is I'm taking people through a rolling mastermind, which is called Scrumptious Visibility, the collective. And it's all about my past journey about being visible in the middle of massive transition. Just like you, I've just started my my, my podcast, The Scrumptious Woman. It's gotten over 100,000 downloads in under four months. So people keep asking me, what do you do? So I'm teaching what I do. I still show up despite, you know, my brother just having passed away and all these things. It's like, you know, I'll teach you the tools that I do. We go through them. So those are two of the offerings. There's a whole awesome. bunch of other things. And that's very generous of you to offer that because I feel like one of the things I've learned, I'm a recovering giver too. I don't think I've fully recovered from that yet. But... <laughs> I also right. realized I don't think the value. I, <laughs> I, I realized the value of that too. I don't think I'd ever want to not be a giver, but there's a point where you realize, okay, I, when you realize you got, I've done this for you, and you never do. That's when you realize you need to recover from this because just because you give doesn't mean you're going to get back in return. So get over it. Bitch. Completely. Um, but that's yeah. how that's my diva that talks to me in my head, folks. I think most of you already mm. know her, but um, I think it's really <laughs> powerful to realize when you do give you actually do receive just that energy you just gave of like, here, here's this free thing. Go to this sign up hundred percent discount. Just go through it because somebody needs to be touched. And I love that you said, you know, this sensual touch sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be filthy here, folks, even though I'm really good at doing that. I just proved that on the comedy show. I wonder when the last time was you actually touched yourself. Mm -hmm. Metaphorically, physically, yeah. thoughtfully that's what this podcast to me has been all about is learning to reconnect and touch yourself and julia too has shown that in so many ways i wish beautiful. we lived closer honey we could have some beautiful <laughs> cocktail hours together <laughs> well darling you know i can be very filthy too i used to be a pro dom so okay well there we go that was there fun that was fun so but anyway well thank you so much for sharing so beautifully and being part of my world and giving to my audience and i hope everybody walks away with a little bit of understanding that regardless of your closet it starts with you getting intimate with yourself mm -hmm. and being real with you to help you step through that so thank you so much for being here thank you for having me it's been a pleasure it's been scrumptious it has been scrumptious Hey, hey, Life Uncloseted family, another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. 
would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life on Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about and you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted and never stop stepping out, stepping up and stepping into living your life uncloseted.